The 2300 Days of Hell is one of the most terrifying books of our day. You will learn who the people of Daniel are and why they are reaping the curses of Leviticus 26. You will learn why the prophecy in Daniel 9 verses 24 through 27 has nothing to do with Jesus and everything to do with King David. You will learn when the 13 tribes of Israel are going to be destroyed in the middle of this 120th and Jubilee cycle we are in right now. You will learn when the 2300 days of Daniel begin and how they show you when the two witnesses start to rescue the remnant of the 13 tribes of Israel from the beast power and captivity. This then leads to the murder of the two witnesses in this remnant fleeing into the wilderness during the last three and a half years of the tribulation. You will learn what the covenant made with many really is, when it began, when it ends, and just how big this thing is, and how involved you are. What you are about to learn in this book is going to scare you and cause you to weep for your loved ones who will not obey. Once you read the 2300 days of hell, you will understand the significance of the events on the nightly news and how it's going to affect you and your family. Once you read the 2300 days of hell, you will never look at prophecy the same way again. Welcome back to Cytomoon.com. This is Joe Dumon, your host, and we have today is June 27, 2017, and we have information coming out of Israel from one of our sisters over there. Uh, this past week, there were mortar rounds. I think Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, or actually, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because today is Tuesday. Uh, then we have reports coming out of Israel, a video of them striking a machine gun nest and two tanks, Syrian tanks. And the reports are that the Syrian army are the ones sending the, the mortars into Israel. Now, right at the very tip of Israel, there's a lookout site there, an old bunker uh, and a tank uh, that was destroyed in the war, uh, I believe it was the 67 war. My first year in Israel, I was up at this point looking out over Syria. And a number of times I've traveled along the Golan Heights, looked at all the, uh, the bunkers up there and all the... Uh, farms that are growing right along the borders. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area. So to hear this stuff that's going on there right now has got me in a little bit of a quandary. And I've been doing a little research wondering what is going on, what's taking place here. So I wanted to bring you up to date. We have stated our position in the 2300 days of hell. And that's why I opened with that short little infomercial there at the beginning. If you haven't got this book yet, you are missing out. You need to get the book. You need to read it. It's a heavy duty read. It's not one you're going to read in one week. It's heavy duty. There's tons of information there and tons of footnotes, over 750 footnotes, over 750 pages detailed. And we're only talking about four scriptures in the Bible. Daniel 9, 24 to 27. We explained to you and we've shown you that we are in the 70th Jubilee cycle since Moses went to get the people of Israel that took place at the Exodus. This is the 70th Jubilee. And that's what Daniel's talked about, 70 Jubilee cycles. And it says in the middle of the 70th Jubilee cycle, 
in the middle of that 70th week, Israel, or the anointed, which is talking about Israel, will be cut off and be as not. That expression, be as not, means they will be as if they never were. This is the beginning of the 2,300 mornings and evenings spoken of in Daniel 8. When Israel will be hunted, the saints will be trampled underfoot. And they're going to be hunted. The hunters are coming. The hunters are here. You're watching them on the nightly news. We've been telling you about them since 2005. We wrote about the, the, the uh, Arab Spring in our, our book, The Process of Abram, back in 2010. The Arab Spring started in 2011. And it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. And now, right on the border with Israel, in Syria, and right on the border with Israel in Lebanon, something is taking place. And the attitude of the Israeli authorities is changing. They used to be prepared for missile launches, right? Um, Nasrallah, Hassan Nasrallah. I have it in one of my videos. He says, when have you ever seen millions of Jews fleeing for their lives? Well, you saw that every time they launched missiles from Lebanon. That was back in 2007, I believe. Then Gaza started doing the same thing, launching missiles. And Israelis were running for cover. And yet, what does it say in the curses of Leviticus 26? You will flee when no one pursues you. And this is what's going on right now. They are fleeing when no one pursues you. So... You have the situation that's taken place last week where Iran, and you all know that Iran is, is helping, helping. They are working with the Russians. They are working with Syria to fight ISIS. Now, I don't know if the rumor is true or not, but the rumor says that the Americans started ISIS. Who knows? You know, propaganda, who knows what's going on? The Americans are in there. They're fighting ISIS too. We have the Russians, we have the Iranians, we have the Syrians, we have the Jordanians, and we have the Israelis, all flying combat missions in the air. And the ISIS is getting smaller and smaller. And they're being forced down into the southeast corner of Syria, or southwest corner. And that just happens to be down around the Israeli border. I want to share with you some, uh, some news reports I have these missiles take just minutes to hit their targets. Alarm bells are going off in Israel, Saudi Arabia, where Saudi oil fields are also in Iran's crosshairs, and American-held portions of Syria. This missile launch that Iran did is quite alarming. The last shooting war between Israel and, the Mil uh, and its Mideast neighbors, the famous Yom Kippur War, more than tripled oil prices. That's a historical fact. Obviously, an Iranian attack on Saudi oil fields could have a similar impact by knocking huge amounts of oil off the market. So this is an oil report that I get uh, from one of my, my newsletters. Iran fired off half a dozen ballistic missiles from domestic bases that hit Islamic State targets deep in Syria. The reason given was to avenge Islamic State's recent suicide attacks on the Iranian parliament. Israel is right next door to Syria. 
And for decades, Tehran's ruling mullahs have been saying they intend to exterminate the Jews. In fact, they just put up a sign saying that Israel will no longer be there by the year 2040. They put up a big sign in Tehran. Does anyone miss the point? Iran's foreign ministry issued a statement saying these launches were a message to Israel, to America, and to the Saudis. To our knowledge, this was the first ever battlefield test of an intermediate-range ballistic missile, an IRBM, in the Mideast. These missiles take just minutes to hit their targets, so it's hard to overestimate how alarming this development truly is. The global media practically goes into to paranoia of alarm over North Korea's IRBMs, none of which have actually ever hit a target. Some of them blew up on the launch pad, so nobody knows how close uh, North Korea's IRBMs are to actually being operational. But not so for Iran, which has now successfully demonstrated its ability to annihilate military targets in Israel and Saudi Arabia with missiles fire, fired from inside its own territory. Make no mistake, Iran can now devastate Saudi Arabia's oil fields and all of Israel's cities with the push of a button. Think about that. Iran is now capable of doing that. It's, it's just unbelievable. Now, we got to stop right here. And I got to go to, to Zechariah because you got to read this. You, you got to know what's going on here. So we're going to start in Zechariah 5, verse 1. And I again lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a flying scroll. Now imagine what a flying scroll looks like. Take, take a, uh, a paper towel roll, the paper towel roll, and just fly it through the air, just like a flying scroll. Because that's what a scroll looks like, a paper towel, the, you know, the cartridge, the cardboard thing that, in the middle. And behold, a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits and its width is 10 cubits. Now that measurement just so happens to be the exact same measurement of the missiles, the Scud missiles that Iran has. And he said to me, this is the curse that goes forth over the face of the whole earth. For from now on, everyone who steals shall be cut off according to it. And everyone who swears from now on shall be cut off according to it. I will bring it forth, says Jehovah of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him who swears falsely by my name. Did you get that? The thief is trying to steal the land. And those are the people who swear by his name. There are those who swear in the name of Jehovah, but don't obey Jehovah. Who don't keep their promises to obey him. They don't keep the Sabbath, they don't keep the Holy Days, and they don't keep the sabbatical years. These missiles are going to land on those people, or you, if that's you, that I'm talking to. And your family, and your spouses, and your loved ones. 
Zechariah, Zechariah 5, verse 4. I will bring it forth, says Jehovah of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief, into the house of him who swears falsely by my name, and it shall remain in the midst of his house and shall devour it and its timbers and its stones. A nuclear missile eats the stones. It eats the woods. And we have another thing of Babylon, uh, the people being shaken and dashed to pieces. That's the missile attack as well. I think that's Isaiah 10 or 16. Then the angel who took with me went forth and said to me, Now lift up your eyes and see what this is that goes forth. And I said, What is it? And he said, This is the ephah that goes forth. And he said, This is their form in all the earth. And behold, a lead cover was lifted up and a woman. And a woman is the word ish and the ish is the same word as fire. A woman and fire is the same word, just a different dot on it. And I believe this is talking about a fire. And a woman was sitting in the middle of the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephah and he cast the lead stone over its opening. So a uranium fire is inside this lead box, inside this missile, this flying scroll that's going to cover the whole earth. And it goes on. You go and read Zechariah 5. Go and read the rest of this. It tells you where these missiles are going to be launched from, where their house is going to be built. It's in northern Syria. Israel's already attacked that area uh, while northern Syria once and in uh, western Iraq once because they were building these missiles to attack Israel. Now, you've just read where Iran has just launched a half dozen of them over top of American proxy troops and hit their target in Syria from inside Iran. They can now hit Saudi Arabia. They can now hit Israel, anywhere in Israel. And they've been shipping these smaller missiles to Lebanon all this time. And Israel's been attacking them whenever they can find them in Syria. But something else happened last week. The Americans shot down a Syrian airplane. I believe it was a drone. And that's caused a few feathers to be ruffled. And Russia's put out an ultimatum. Now we have this situation taking place where you have, well, like I said, America, Syria, Russia, Israel, and Jordan all flying into this air. There's going to be a mistake made here. There's going to be a mistake soon. We're leading up to the middle of this 70th week. We're leading up to the middle of this 70th Jubilee cycle. That middle, the middle between the last Jubilee year and the next Jubilee year is 2020. 2020. And on top of this, you have the North Koreans doing stupid stuff out there, rattling their, their sabers, and the Americans got uh, supposedly three fleets off the coast. Then North Korea sends home that young man who took a poster off the wall and they put him in a hard labor and they send him back comatose and he died about a week after he arrived back to the United States. And Mr. Trump isn't very happy about that from what I've been reading. But that's not an excuse to go to war. We're living in very dangerous times, ladies and gentlemen. Very dangerous times. Let's, let's go over this again. 
look at the listen to the following timeline for the past three months. On April 4th, Syrian President Bashar Assad launched a devastating chemical attack against his own people. And in tonight's news, the United States has warned them not to do it again because it's starting to look like they're preparing to do the exact same thing again from the same Air Force base that they uh, launched this attack last time. April 6th, President Trump responded by firing 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles from the Mediterranean against, okay, those cruise missiles, against those, those are flying scrolls, right? Against the Syrian airfield, which marked the first time the US, U.S. had directly targeted the Assad regime in the Syrian civil war. And that was the time Mr. Trump showed people that he, he'll do stuff. He doesn't reveal what he's going to do. He doesn't pre-warn you. He just does it. Again, that's keeping all the other people off guard. They don't know what to expect. May 18th, a group from the Sayyid al-Shahuda Brigade, an Iranian-supported militia, approached the American al-Tanth military base on the border between Syria and Iraq and Jordan and subsequently was destroyed by aircraft. Okay, so that's raising tension a little bit because now they just destroyed these Iranian troops. Iraq's popular mobilization units, a massive fighting force, uh, a massive fighting force of mainly Iran-backed militias reached the Syrian border from Iraq territory for the first time. Pictures were widely circulated in Iranian and Syrian media. And now you got to stop and think about this too. Iran now has control of Iraq. Iran now has troops in Iraq and in Syria. And Iran now has troops or proxy troops in Syria, from Pakistan, from other Arab countries, other Arab militias, and the Hezbollah in Lebanon. They've got everything north of Israel from the Mediterranean over to the Caspian Sea. June 8th, an Iranian drone dropped ammunition on U.S. coalition forces near Al-Taf, Al-Tanth, but it failed to detonate. The U.S. shot down the drone. June 12th, Iranian state media released photographs of Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani standing on the Iraqi-Syrian border alongside an Iranian-backed militia, culminating in culminating a lightning offensive across eastern Syria to reach the border. Like I just said, they're right across there now. June 14th. June 14th. And today is June 27th when I'm recording this. The U.S. moved its mobile artillery rocket launchers into southern Syria for the first time in order to provide a 300-kilometer, 186-mile security umbrella for its troops along the border. June 18th, the U.S. shot down a Syrian jet for bombing its allies in the most significant ratcheting up of tensions to date. June 18th, Iran's Revolutionary Guard launched six ballistic missiles towards Syria, traveling 370 miles and receiving permission to fly over Iraq territory, General Ramazan Sharif told state media that the Saudis and Americans are especially receivers of the message. 
What? Hang on. They're fighting ISIS, but they launch these missiles to send a message to the Americans and Saudis? There's something else going on here, folks. Something else very, very dangerous going on here. Obviously, the situation in Syria is highly combustible, especially considering that each side does not want to back down. A clash is inevitable. A clash is inevitable. Do you understand the seriousness of the times we are in? Iran in the Bible is noted as the king of the south. And the king of the south is pushing eastward, westward, northward, and southward. It's pushing in all directions. He's got troops in Yemen fighting the Saudis. He's got troops in the, in the uh, Red Sea, uh, ships. And now those ships are in the Mediterranean. And it says in Daniel 8 that this goat is going to butt at this other goat in Greece. That word butt means war. He's going to war with Greece. And that's a, a war with the northern king of the north, which is Europe which is headed by Germany. And you're going to see something develop here very soon. And Europe, NATO, the EU, is going to come down here and smash this King of the South to pieces. And if you read Daniel 8, he stomps them into the dust of the ground. What's he going to do to attack the king of the north. How is he going to butt against the king of the north? I don't know. I don't know where that line is. Is it when he attacks Israel? Right now, like I said at the beginning, we got these, these mortars being launched into Israel now. And Israel's returning fire. I can't remember that guy's name. Hassan Nasrallah. Yeah, that's it. Hassan Nasrallah has said that there are enough Iranian-backed troops, over 100,000 of them, that could be launched against Israel at any moment. And if you've been up to that northern border, they got lookout stations, but they don't have, you know, there's not a fence or a wall up there. And Lebanon, a couple years ago, was trip, tripping the, uh, the electric wire on the fence. And the Israelis would send out a, a squad to investigate it. And that squad would be ambushed, shot, bombed, and some of the troops kidnapped and killed. If Lebanon invades, if Syria invades, if the Iranian forces invade and the Pakistani militias that are up there invade Israel, does Israel have enough troops to fight them off? Yeah, they'll give them a good fight. But Israel's troops have not been fighting. They've been watching. You know, they've had the, the war in Gaza a few years ago. But these troops in Iran, these troops up in Syria, they've been fighting house-to-house, hand-to-hand combat for three years now. They're not rookies anymore. They are a well-trained fighting force. And if they come down into Israel, there's a lot of people going to die before they'll be able to be repulsed. Why am I talking to you about this? Because the Daniel 9 prophecy says in the middle of the 70th week, Israel 
will become as if they never were. Not the state of Israel. All 12 tribes. That name, Israel, was passed not to the Jews. It was passed down to Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Israel, the name Israel went with them. When the Jews came back after 1947 to the state of Israel, they renamed the place Israel. But that name belongs to Joseph. And right now, Joseph is the 10 lost tribes, United Kingdom and United States. Those are the leading two tribes. There's others there as well. These nations, along with the state of Israel, along with the Jews, are going to be as if they never were. Because they will not obey Jehovah. They're not keeping the law now, not keeping the Sabbath or the holidays or the sabbatical years. The Jews are keeping the holy days and they are keeping the Sabbath. But they're not keeping the holy days at the right time. They're keeping the same holy days now according to the conjunction calendar as they did before World War II. And six million of them died in World War II. If obeying the Sabbath and the holy days is going to protect us, then why did six million Jews die during that war? Because they weren't keeping the holy days at the right time. It's a serious offense. Jehovah allows these things to discipline us, to turn us, to get us to come back to him. But after World War II, they returned to keeping the same thing and being more zealous at it. They didn't go back to the crescent moon calendar that they used to keep when they were in the land of Israel uh, before being kicked out of there in 70 AD. We have been warning you for years, since 2005, that this fourth sabbatical cycle starting in 2017 to 2023 is a cycle of the fourth curse of Leviticus 26. The first curse is terror. The second curse is severe and extreme weather. And the third curse is pestilence. And in each of these cycles, each of these sabbatical cycles, that has dominated the nightly news during that cycle. Terrorism, 9-11, you know, watch our video. We talk about all these, these disasters that happened during 9-11. The U.S. Embassy in Kenya and Tanzania, the USS Cole being struck, 9-11. Then we talk about the severe weather and uh, an inconvenient truth comes out in the, the second sabbatical cycle. And then there we had Ebola and SARS and bird flu during the third sabbatical cycle. Now we're in the fourth sabbatical cycle starting at uh, Passover in, in uh, 2017. We are leading up to the war. We are leading up to the middle of this Jubilee cycle, which is 2020. That's less than two and a half years from now. Well, it's less than three years from now. That's those 2,000... 300 days start at Shavuot in 2020. That also happens to be the same time that this covenant made with many, which is today called the Paris Treaty, began in 1972 in Stockholm, Sweden, the UNEP. The promotion of LGBT rights, not the, not the environment, it's human rights that they're promoting. It's just like the, the uh, worship of Baal Peor. Just before Israel went into the promised land, you know, after Moses died. 
We have the same type of thing taking place now. All these things are leading up to this terrible time that we're about to come into. So I urge you again, brethren, get the book, The 2300 Days of Hell. Find the nickels and dimes you got to do to get it, order it, read it, and get ready. And tell other people. These things are lining up. I don't want to come on here. I don't want to go on the newsletter or, or when I go speaking. I don't want to come out there and tell everyone, hey, I was right. I told you so. Hey, I told you so. I told you so. No. But I'm trying to get you ready. In order to be ready, the only way you're going to be ready is if you start to obey. You can't buy your way out of this. You can't sit in the right pew. And you're definitely not going to get raptured out. You must obey. Remember he says in the Matthew, I believe Matthew 7, be gone from me, you workers of lawlessness. I don't know you. It doesn't matter if you, how many people you healed, how many uh, good things you did, how many charitable acts you did, how, many, how often you went to church every Sunday. If you're not obeying Jehovah, if you're not keeping his Sabbath and his holy days and obeying him, he doesn't know who you are. Again, we're coming up to some terrible times and the pawns are being set up in Syria in Lebanon, in Iran right now. And I believe that King of the South has to butt against the King of the North before 2020. That's my personal view. Because after he attacks the Middle East, that will lead to the destruction of the United States. So that attack has to take place in 2018, 2019. And then 2020, the United States will be attacked, along with Great Britain. So get the book, The 2300 Days of Hell. You can order it at Amazon. You can go to sightedmoon.com. You can order it there. You can get the e-book if you want. But get it and read it. Time's winding down. The, the Iranians are saying by 2040, the, the Israelis will be gone. That's their schedule. But they got a surprise coming. It's not going to be the Iranians to attack Israel and destroy them. It's going to be the king of the north. And it's going to be more, much more worse than the king of the south had planned. Jehovah, our powerful and great creator, open up the eyes of these people so they can see these things, so they can understand. Help them to share this message, Father. Help them to warn others and let them know what is about to come. And Father, again, I pray that I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. But in case I'm right, please have the brethren get ready. Let your name be found in them, Father, and be, be a blessing to them. For the glory of your great name, in the name of Jehovah, we pray. Amen. Shalom, brethren. It is because of listeners like you who have had the foresight to both pray for us and financially support this program that have allowed us to continue to teach others who are still looking for these truths. Because you have paid it forward, many are now able to hear this message and to learn these truths about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles along with the magnificent prophecies which could only be revealed in these very last days. 
When you support our efforts financially today, we are able to produce more radio and video teachings that help others who are waking up and beginning to look for the God that warned us of these curses that are already happening on the nightly news and of what is yet to come. You can send your support by going to our support page at www.sidedmoon.com or by mailing checks, bank drafts, or money orders made out to Joseph F. Dumond, P.O. Box 21007 RPO, 151st Street, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, L9WS3O. On behalf of those yet to be called, we thank you for helping us get this end time warning out.